We're not cool enough. We're not cool enough. We're not cool enough. We're not cool enough. I love it. Just one of the many uh, songs that I make up that I immediately forget, except you helped me remember that one. <laughs> Gotta have an ideas book. I you know, just write, you're right. write it down. You're very, you're very right. I usually am in, in a lot of situations. You usually <laughs> are. You can just ask my husband. I'm right about everything. That's true. Just kidding. JK, JK. Lols. Actually. <sighs> That's so. a nice, nice tension tamer tea. Oh, very tension nice. Tamer tea. We're not tense here, though. We're doing our first podcast ever. Yeah, why would we be tense? We're not tense or nervous or... Yeah, well, I'm not nervous. I'm not doing anything. I'm just True. listening. You are the one that's talking, so... Yes, I am. I'm talking this week. Um, should we explain to the fine people what our podcast is about? Sure, fine people. Fine people. Um, hi, fine. Fine. You're fine. You're fine, people. Um, Hello. Welcome to Brought to You by the Letter pod with Carly and Kelsey. I'm Carly. And I'm Kelsey. And we are going to talk about random stuff. So we want to learn a bunch of different things about random stuff in the world because let's be honest, I don't remember anything from nope. high school or... Um, college, nope. or really any part of my life. All the memories are gone. So <laughs> I just want to learn some more stuff, and the format's going to be the alphabet, yeah. as in the subject is going to correspond to a letter of the alphabet. In, in order. In order. We're starting off with A, and we realized that there is 26 letters of the alphabet, and there is double that <laughs> in a year. Double right? that for weeks, yes. So oh, like, yes. There's weeks. 52 weeks and 52, I don't want to brag, but I know a little bit of math, and 52 You're good divided at by 2, math. 26. Yes. So we can go through the alphabet twice in a year. Yes. Um. So hopefully in a year from now, so once we go through the alphabet twice, we'll be out and about in real life again. Oh, yeah, because we're currently dealing with um, COVID still. The, the hellfire of... Yeah. Of, of 2020 and all of its residual garbage. I don't know, like, how I'm going to act because it's just, like, become such a norm of, like... I'm, I'm telling like you, like, this. when I go... So we go to work once a week mm-hmm. and we, like, spread out and stuff and have masks on. But when we do go to work, I'm just like, wow, this was a lot of, like... Interaction. E- emotional... Like, yeah. you forget how hard it is to, like, go out and talk to people. Oh, yeah. And, like, for... Like, at least I feel like for us, it's, like, easy. And, like, I don't have to perform. No. Like, you are, like, beyond. Right. And I don't even have to put on makeup, so thanks for that. You're welcome. Anytime. <laughs> Anytime. Well, maybe we should also just quickly put a pin in the fact that we've known each other for a long-ass time, too. So we've been, like, best friends... Since I was a freshman and Kelsey was a sophomore in high school. So I was 14 and Kelsey was 15. Yeah. Something like that. And now we're 28, 27. Yeah. So there's many of many years and stories and stuff between us. Drama after drama. (laughs) No. Breakup after breakup. No, it wasn't. It was good. it, It was all good. But, you know, I'm just looking forward to this. And if you're ready, I will get started into my first topic. Dude, I would love that. I can't wait to learn something outside of my normal life. Also, you should probably mention that there's a sidekick in this whole thing. Her name is Maggie. She's a beautiful spirit angel of a dog. 
Um, that's gonna be the pitter patters throughout. Um, yes, and the chomping and the chomping on her bully stick. Yeah. One day we'll get a <laughs> a fancy place where we can record. One day. But for now, it's the living room. All right. All right. Let's do it. Hit me up. What is it? So, we have. Area 51. Yes! <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay. Brought to you by the letter A. All righty. Yes. Yes. So, Area 51 is located 120 miles northwest of Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, it is actually contained within the Nevada Test and Training Range, a.k.a. the NTTR, which is operated by the Air Force. So, the Air, For- Air Force owns Area 51. Technically, yes. But the Air Force is run by aliens. Well, perhaps. (laughs) So the NTTR is a huge government-controlled piece of land that is roughly the size of Connecticut. What? It's the size of a state? Yes, it's friggin' gigantic. So it's the largest continuous air and ground space available for peacetime military options in the free world. Air quote. Quote, quote. I don't think I know what that means, but I totally believe you 100%. So, yeah, it's just like a big... Big testing site? Yeah, for like military shit, you know? Yeah. Area 51 is a desolate place far away from much of society and cell phone service. This was done for a reason, believe it or not. In 1954, President Dwight Eisenhower asked for a secret location in which to start a high-altitude reconnaissance program. So, I didn't know what reconnaissance was. A survey or experiment to gain information, usually performed by the military, and this information is usually about, like, enemy forces slash territory. So, they were trying to find somewhere high-altitude to, like figure out some shit about other people so i think the high altitude bit means planes oh yeah like like it, the air like the air like where the air force hangs exactly. out exactly they got a little club up in the sky yes so got uh it. mr dwight eisenhower sent <laughs> out two cia staffers um and they embarked on an expedition to find a remote secret location in which to test new spy planes that could see into the Soviet Union's burgeoning nuclear weapons program. Wow. Yeah. So they discovered a dry lake bed in the middle of Nevada, which is about 135 kilometers or in American, 89 miles north of Las Vegas. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It happened to be located in an already classified facility, like I mentioned, where the government was already doing nuclear weapon testing. They figured that there was no way anyone was going to try to enter this facility because, like, the nuclear bomb action that was already happening there, you know? You mean they weren't good neighbors? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Area 51 was created during the Cold War, which is between the U.S. and the Soviet Union, as a testing and development facility for aircraft including the U-2 and SR-71 Blackbird reconnaissance planes. They're basically just, like, jets that they wanted to test out there. Like, yeah. I didn't really... Look. You didn't look up the model? The make no, and model number? unfortunately. Oh, we're not that kind of podcast. Which I <laughs> we're think not. We are, we're on the same <laughs> When I saw, about. like, U-2 SR-71, I was like, yeah, okay, that means You're something. You're like, beep-bop, boom, bop, beep-bop. <laughs> exactly. They take planes, they fly them places. Exactly. Area 51 officially opened in 1955, 
its official existence was only like acknowledged by the CIA in t- 2013. Wait a second. The CIA themselves only confirmed Area 51 in 2013. That seems a little late. Hasn't it been a thing for a while? I don't know. I mean, yes, it has. You'll, you'll, okay. We'll I'm just going to keep listening. So, four months after the CIA's disclosure in 2013, President Obama became the first U.S. president to mention it publicly, too. Like, it, it was, as we'll hear, it's always been a thing that's been around, but it's like, hey, we'll not talk, let's not talk about it's this. It's like the weird of. uncle at Thanksgiving. Exactly. You just don't talk about it. Exactly. Like, and especially the government and the CIA who is running it. They didn't, like, acknowledge the conspiracy theories that we'll get into later. Ugh. But, yeah. So, they officially were like, oh, yeah, by the way, in Area 51, da 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 in 2013. So, very recently. Wow. But let's go and rewind and get back into the 1960s. Hangars, runways, housing units, and other facilities were installed in order to keep the U.S.'s secret spy plane program running. But because the U.S. government was making aircraft for the, like, exact purpose of beating the Soviet Union and others technologically, um, secrecy was of the utmost importance. So these employees at Area 51 would actually use planes to travel in and out of the facility. So the U-2 and SR-71 aircrafts that I mentioned earlier, they would be, like, manufactured, disassembled, put on these planes and then the planes would fly the broken up planes into area 51 and then reassemble as a full-on freaking jet and then tested in that area wow that weird that sounds like a lot of work (laughs) i know but they're like secret secret stuff secret planes and during this time the cia actually like encouraged the myth of ufos because it helped obscure what was really happening so, OMG. Yes. Which was, in fact, the testing of odd-looking, lightning-fast, never-before-seen aircraft. So the secret... Well, if it's lightning-fast, then we don't have to freaking worry about it. You didn't see anything. <laughs> exactly. So the secrets continue to this day. Members of the public are kept away by warning signs, electronic surveillance, and armed guards. It's also illegal to fly over Area 51, but... Like, somewhat recently, the site is now visible on Google Images, whereas before it was, like, one of those, like, creepy, like, gray, blacked-out areas. Can you, like, I'm assuming you can't, like, be in the people view where you, like, get put onto the earth and you, like, walk through Area 51? <laughs> no, I don't think they have a um, street view of Area 51. Yeah. Dang it. I don't think they have Google It would be view. hilarious if they, like, totally did, like, some weird thing with that. Like, they did, like, a <laughs> blow-up alien thing. That would be so freaking hilarious the cia needs to they need get to get like, a little bit of a sense of humor yeah you're right they really do you're right because Kelsey. then we would just be like you're right we don't need to know your secrets yeah, you're funny you're funny we'll we'll but, listen to anything you, you say and believe it 100 yeah uh-huh uh-huh so there's also a secret airline um that carries passengers to and from the site on non-stop flights every day so is that like the work commute basically yeah dang and right. others question mark exclamation point alien pets maybe so area 51 also has some special security guards called the camo dudes that's literally what they're are you serious (laughs) okay so this is run by a bunch of guys (laughs) probably like a bunch of like air force and army dudes that are just like bored in there and then they're just calling themselves camo dudes they wear camouflage and ride around in white 
on marked pickup trucks in order to stop people trying to enter the facilities. I think I would have liked them better if they didn't wear camo and they just called themselves the camo boys. Instead of dudes. Or the camo dudes, whatever. <laughs> That's how much I listened to their name because... Because it's cringy. It's cringy. It hurts. So... Um, obviously, some of the things that go on at Area 51 are known about to the public, like the U.S. military will train foreign fighters there sometimes, which allows the troops to practice on like rough remote terrain and out of sight of the public. In reality, you're more likely to find the next super plane in Area 51 instead of aliens. Oh, Maggie hears. <laughs> but... Oh my. <laughs> Once you start thinking about Area 51's purpose, its connections to aliens become clear. So now we're getting into the alien shit right now. Let's aliens. go. Aliens. 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 <laughs> so excited. It's not just a mysterious military training compound, but also a place devoted to tactical air maneuvers and counterintelligence. And it's right next to that nuclear testing site. So there's just like a lot of shit going on. Some things that might get mistaken for UFOs are stealth bombers, drones, military decoy flares, weapons tests, and other weird classified air stuff. <laughs> In professional terms. Yes. Wait, so what is stealth? What is, what was that stealth thing? Stealth bombers? Yeah. So I think those are, I don't really know exactly, but I believe that they're like jets and planes that are like stealthy, like they're quiet and they're. They drop. They tiptoe around everything yep. and then they just go <laughs> bloop. Yep. Nice. I believe that's what they are. Cool. So the most famous is the claim that the site hosts an alien spacecraft and the bodies of its pilots after they crashed in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. So this is kind of like the thing that started it all with the conspiracy of aliens in Area 51. It's the antithesis. Exactly. Is that the right word? Yes, I, I think so. I We're love using big words. And sometimes we know. I no. It, no. Was a, it was a pure <laughs> guess. Antithesis basically means difference. The direct opposite of something. Whoops. So I was the antithesis of right? Correct. <laughs> so this led to a book called The Roswell Incident written by this dude named Charles Berlitz and another dude named William Moore, which explained this like air quote flying saucer incident. In 1994 though, the government ultimately revealed, the government themselves was like, these objects were a nuclear surveillance balloon, AKA like a weather balloon. But is that true? We don't know. Because they're trying to hide shit all the time. Yeah. I mean, in their um, Berlitz and Moore's book, however, it kind of, like, tapped into that, like, 80s zeitgeist of occult paranoia. So, like, that's kind of, like, what stirred everything up by alleging a complex government UFO cover-up. And while they didn't, like, explicitly mention Area 51 um, in their book, rumors and conspiracies of vast underground military compounds in the desert began to take shape. dun dun Yep. So now we're getting into the conspiracy. So. This is what I'm here for. This is why we're here. I love it. Here enters this guy named John Lear. I'm going to be throwing a lot of names. I'm terrible at okay, names. Okay, let's call him JL. John Lear. No, we're just going to call him John Lear, and I'll just try to be really clear because JL is not what I wrote. So. Oh, I see. 
You're right. We're going to call so, him John Lear. We're going to call him for, Lear. For we're short. Gonna, we're going to call him Lear. <laughs> so this dude is a conspiracy theorist, and he is the heir to the Learjet fortune, which I looked that up. Heir. The heir to the heir jet. Yes. Heir, heir. <laughs> okay. So the Learjet fortune is a Canadian-owned but American aerospace manufacture of jets for civilian and military use, which I find very suspicious after we talk more about him. Oh, so he's I thought you meant because of Canada, and I was like, no, 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 Canada's he, got nothing to hide. No, he's a conspiracy theorist, but he's like an heir to this like this giant jet manufacturing, which these things could be tested in. Freaking Area 51. Mm. They could, maybe. So Lear claims that aliens were being held and studied in these underground camps where the government fed them abducted children and mutilated (laughs) cattle. Oh my gosh. Yep. So in 1987, he alleged that Area 51 had been built with the assistance of aliens, which he described as tall specimens called greys. Have you ever heard of the term of grays? I have heard of grays. Yeah. Does he have any, like, proof or is this what he thinks is happening? So, I believe that possibly because of his ties with, like, the Learjet thing, that's why he's, like, saying all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But he is a conspiracy theorist, so... So we trust him 100%. We trust him so much. But soon after this, Lear met this guy named Bob Lazar, who claimed to be an Area 51 scientist. Lear introduced Lazar to this Las Vegas news station journalist named George Knapp, and that news station is called KLAS. Okay. So, now we're talking more so about Bob Lazar. So, this led to the infamous 1989 interview where KLAS interviewed a then-anonymous, air quote, whistleblower named Bob Lazar. Remember him? I just mentioned him. And Bob alleged a potential link between Area 51 and aliens, making KLIS the very first mainstream outlet to report the connection. And this was in 89, you said? Mm-hmm. So people were talking about it before, like with the book and stuff like that, but this was the first ever like a TV freaking news station like talked about it and had an interview with a guy oh, who claimed to be a scientist, right? So he claimed to work at Area 51. Mm-hmm. Okay. Lazar believed that the foreign air technology in Area 51 belonged to aliens and that it was entirely designed to capture, reverse engineer, and study alien aircraft and aliens themselves. That's what he said in this interview, basically. It is believed that Bob Lazar made up his educational background and had completely fake degrees from MIT and Caltech. Nice. He also claimed to have worked for the Los Alamos Particle Laboratory during years when his own bankruptcy filings listed him and a photo of him as a film processor. So, like, during the time that he says he worked for this particle lab, like, science-y shit, he filed bankruptcy and there was a photo of him and he was, like, fucking working at, like, CVS or something developing photos. Oh, shit. When he... When he filed for bankruptcy. Hmm. Or that's what they want you to think. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not right? I'm not conspiracy theorist, but I will entertain I no, it because I love it. You will definitely push all the buttons. I love to hear it. Yeah. So when he appeared in that interview, though, he was calm and articulate. 
and he spoke of the dismantling and testing the flying saucers at Area 51. So, like, the interview, in a way, sparked this huge flame that was never quite gone out of the public's mind. So we now have these theories showing up in pop culture, like the movie Independence Day and the show X-Files. So it kind of was, like, all around that time when these things started being in relevant media, I guess. So, alternatively, in 2011... Investigative journalist Annie Jacobson wrote Area 51, an uncensored history of America's top secret military base. The book is based on interviews with scientists and engineers who worked in Area 51 and addresses the Roswell UFO incident. However, it dismisses that alien story. So the Roswell incident is like what started it all, like I told you. Something crashed. They brought all the stuff to Area 51. People are like, it's aliens. She's like, "Uh uh-uh. Instead, it suggests that fucking Joseph Mengele, do you know who that fucker is? Yeah. The guy from the Holocaust, right? The horrifying Nazi doctor who would, like, do terrible tests on... And experiments. And, like, yeah. No, we don't have to... It's horrible. I don't, yeah. In her book, she claims that he was recruited by the Soviet leader, at the time, Joseph Stalin, to produce, quote grotesque child-sized aviators to be remotely piloted and landed in America to cause hysteria similar to Orson Welles' radio drama War of the Worlds. She's saying that fucking Joseph Mengele made fucked up kids, kind of, to fly these airplanes and make people in America go crazy. I'm so confused. They... What? So Wait, he, what are you confused? So he, so he like created these small planes for these small. Well, they created small planes that were run by these children that he created, mm-hmm. and by created, messed with. Exactly. <gasps> yep. Oh my gosh, that's terrible. So, the alleged goal was to just have them fly around and like be weird, but instead. This author claims that the aircraft crashed and that the incident was hushed up by the Americans. She claims that the bodies found at the crash site were actually children. They were grotesque but similarly deformed around age 12 and under 5 feet tall. They had large heads and abnormally shaped oversized eyes. (gasps) Wait, I'm so scared and so sad. Yeah, she claims that they were neither aliens nor consenting airmen but human guinea pigs. Yeah. If that's true, I am going to cry. It's, like, that is awful. Yeah, it's horrible, and it's, like, really fucked up. And basically, like, her books received... So she won a Pulitzer Prize for her next book, but this book, like, made people mad, like, as it would, because it's... She's saying that this is what she thinks happened, really. So does she have, like, people from Area 51 confirming this? It says that she had interviewed engineers and scientists who worked there, so... So that's kind... uh, It's assumed that that's what they told her. Right. Oh my gosh, that's horrible. Yeah. Why? Why are we uncovering all this horrible (laughs) stuff? I wanted it to be, like, fun aliens. I mean, there's some fun aliens. So, (laughs) if we flash forward to the present time, in 2019, reports of UFO sightings have been happening at an increasingly alarming rate. And many recent sightings have come from reputable members of the U.S. Navy. In June of 2019, 
Congress looked into these Navy pilot UFO sightings, and while no alien presence has been confirmed, it is clear that the advances in technology, aeronautics, surveillance equipment, and military stealth devices and drones has made the sky more interesting, basically. (laughs) So... On June 20th, 2019, the Joe Rogan Experience, do you know about that? Oh, I know. Kyle's a big fan. (laughs) Published a two-hour-long interview with Bob Lazar. Remember him? Oh, yeah. The initial fake Area 51 worker. Yes. Okay. So he mostly repeated and embellished his original story that he told on KLIS in 1989, but he also added details to explain his apparently fabricated academic and job history. He claims that government entities seem to have made his birth certificate, employee records, and college transcripts disappear. So that's how he is saying why his like stuff doesn't match up, basically. He's like the government. So you're it. saying it goes all the way to the top! <laughs> yep. Damn it, man guitar solo he also argues that there's this one type of ufo um and also let me just like say that ufo doesn't always equal alien ufo means unidentified flying object yeah so it can just be anything fucking flying in the air yeah it's it's not just like a disc exactly an alien exactly he also argues that there's this one type of ufo that was tracked by the government in 2004 and it's called the tic tac ufo and it basically looks like a little tic tac. I've seen pictures of it. It's just like Is a little cute? white. Yeah, it's like a little white tic tac, like going, like <laughs> wobbling around. Um, and it resembles like a similar type of aircraft that he had claimed to see while working at Area 51. Huh. So he's like, well, why? He's like, well, I'm not lying because the government saw the tic tac um, UFO in 2004. So there. So the the interview on the Joe Rogan experience left many fans in shock and awe, even so much to inspire this kid named Maddie Roberts, a 21-year-old college student, to create the joke Facebook event Storm Area 51 to take place on September 20th, 2019. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yep. This event caught on in a massive way and grew into a real-world festival called Alien Stock. And it oh was, <laughs> and it was aimed to be held in the desert town of Rachel, Nevada, which is nearby Area Fifty One. Is that like near where they have Burning Man? I actually don't know. Is Burning Man in Nevada? I, I have no idea. No idea. No, I, I just know, know it's in the desert somewhere, and honestly, all deserts are the same to me. But <laughs> they all kind of seem it's, it's the same ex- amount of desolate. It's extremely uh, expanse spaces of dirt, so I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah, just, just. Yeah. Yeah. Tiny so, crushed up rocks. So Maddie said, he goes by Maddie, which I love, like M A T T Y. Aw, Maddie. Yeah. He said that he meant the Facebook event to be like a joke and a meme. And he didn't really want it to like catch on and grow the way that it did. But it got like huge so much that they were making this like alien stock type of festival situation. And he eventually backed out of it. He was the one who started it, and he, he was like, ten oh, days, no. <laughs> ten days before um, September 20th, he was like, I'm out. And instead, organized a free concert in Las Vegas. So he was like, listen, I don't want to do this He's anymore. like, I don't actually want to storm Area right. 51. Or did someone convince him Ooh. to not do it? 
Mm. I don't know. Mm. I'm just I'm just also pushing the buttons basically. I I love pushing the conspiracy buttons. Let's keep going. <laughs> so on the day of the event, only about 150 people reported to have shown up at the entrance to Area 51, and no one was successful in entering the site. Did they? I I forget like what happened. Did they end up storming it? No. Oh, they just stood there and they're like, I think, Yay. I think they're, you know, guards and stuff were notified of this. Like people knew about it. So like people like guards, the camo dudes they were, just, were there. <laughs> the camo dudes. They were just like, I think I saw videos of like people standing there and then someone starting running and then like a guard, like nothing really happened. Yeah. I believe that it was just a bunch of dorks like in the desert and like a hundred, a hundred and fifty people. I mean, that is a lot, but from like the scale that the other festivals reached like that's not anything so did the other festivals end up happening too yep oh sweet yeah it kind of became this like big party but but yeah only 150 people were at the gate and no one got in so and nobody got hurt nobody got hurt oh happy ending i know it's just some what do you think are there aliens at area 51 um you know what i don't know but one thing I do think is that Area 51 should open up a gift shop on the, like, yeah. on the, like, exterior. Like, they mm-hmm. should literally have a gift shop there. Well, they- you're, I love your idea of, like, listen, the CIA, they just need to be funny. Then, I, I love that. Like, they just need to, like, embrace this yeah joke that they're so secret and nobody really knows and open up a fucking area 51 gift shop i love it yeah i'm like okay cia if you need a marketing director <laughs> um i will happily give you my contact information at the end of the show I or just available. write into uh or just write into by the letter pod at oh, gmail.com yeah, yeah, yeah so you if you need if you need some some girls to Spearhead your some marketing some campaign. Girls, some women, women some women. boss ass yes, bitches right. to help you rebrand Area 51. We're here for you <laughs> and we're here for it. Area 51 does need a rebranding. I hear you. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love to see it. I think they could totally, they could release lines based on different conspiracies. I just think oh they could gosh, totally. Yeah. And I'm I got def- my free marketing and ideas. And I, be- I definitely, like, didn't even scratch the surface of, like, some conspiracies. I just wanted to give kind of the little bloops there, bloops there, and then what it actually does, allegedly. I think we should, like, totally have a, some kind of, maybe an anniversary episode of Area mm-hmm. 51 where we go into literally all the batshit, oh crazy my God. conspiracies. Because you know yes. that I'm here for it. Yes. But yeah. Not that we're a conspiracy podcast, no. because that's not what we are. We're about letters and learning. And, and learning. E- educating adults. And education. Yep. 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 That's exactly <laughs> that's what all, we're here that's for. All, that's the only reason why we're here. Yep. <laughs> Friends, food, chats, education. Education, learning. Learning the letter. alphabet. <laughs> <laughs> and letters. Did I tell you that I didn't know how to write any of the letters of the alphabet when I went to first grade. Did I tell you that? No. So we lived overseas Mm -hmm. when I was in preschool and when I was supposed to be in kindergarten, but they didn't have a kindergarten there for for like American or English speaking kids. So I had to just take preschool again. And you know, that isn't that intense. And my parents were just like, whatever, you'll be fine. And so then when we came to the United States, when I started first grade, I didn't know how to write. I didn't know how to read. I don't think you have to know how to read it. No. Whatever. I just felt <laughs> massively behind. Wow. I think I, I, I could recite my ABCs, but I didn't know how to write them. So. Huh. 
I'm d- well, I just hey, want to show the success story Kelsey, here. Yeah, you're learning now. It's never too yeah, late to learn. It's never too late to learn. It's a redemption story. Yeah. You know. Yeah, totally. I, maybe I'll have like a, a Instagram live of me writing out the whole alphabet so that I can <laughs> prove my worth. But yes. yeah, that, um. That first grade teacher, she like made me do like extra homework. She made me sign a contract. It what? was it was crazy. A I contract mean, as a first grader. She was so old, but she was like definitely the right teacher for me because Aww. otherwise, like we wouldn't be doing this podcast because I wouldn't know my letters. Right. Still, now we're the right teachers for you. Bump bump bump. We want you to listen to. It's like um, Uncle Sam, but yeah, your your aunties. Yes, Auntie Kelson, Auntie Carl, Auntie Auntie Kelson. Oh, Auntie Carl. Auntie Carl sounds like the Auntie, like, you know what I mean? Like The Auntie there's, Carl? There's like the Auntie Christ? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Well, Anywho. All hail Auntie Carl. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so scary. Good first app. Good first app, everyone. All and right. definitely follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ByTheLetterPod and email us. By the letter pod at gmail.com if you have any suggestions. Thanks. Mwah, mwah, bye. bye. bye.